teachers work hard and deserve an enjoyable vacation. With that in mind, let's talk about mastering that Orlando mouse. You know, I've always admired celebrities like the Beatles, Walt Disney, and Mark Zuckerberg of Facebook. And the reason is, they didn't just give people what they wanted. They basically showed them what they wanted. And I'm kind of obsessed with all three of those celebrity groupings. My family will tell you that I am obsessed with Disney, but if you compare me to all the other nuts out there that hang out on websites and provide answers, I'm not. If you want to have an example of that, just post on Facebook sometime, hey, me and my family are going to Disney World, what suggestions do you have? And not only will you get a lot of suggestions, everybody will insist that their expert is the best. Now, I'm going to keep this pretty simple. I'm going to start by telling you that three years ago, 2018, I took my extended family of nine down to see the mouse. And because of what I had read on various websites and listened to on various podcasts, which by the way, I'll tell you what those are here at the end of the podcast. I was able to pay less than half for my airlines. I was able to buy the Disney dining plan for less than 50% of what everybody else was paying. And we had fast passes for every attraction, not just three a day, or three an hour, I guess, but every attraction. A lot of that has gone away, but my point is going to be, I'm going to share with you some general things and websites you can go to to help you out. It will This discussion will not be near as intense as what you'll find on these websites. I'm, I'm basically going to tell you how to get there. Now, it's almost the end of July. And if you're asking, I almost didn't do this because I'm thinking, you know, most of you have already had your vacations anyway. But then I got to thinking, me and my wife are going to take a vacation during fall break in October. And I bet a lot of you, if you're a teacher, a full-time teacher, you fall into that category. If you're a substitute teacher who accepts jobs on a daily basis, then you're still in the mode where you can go on vacation anytime you want to. So some of you might be planning trips. So I'm going to try to help you out as much as I can and give you some little tricks that I bet you haven't seen before. And I'm even briefly going to cover a few things about Hilton Head and the beach and things along those lines. And believe it or not, all of this is interrelated. I will mention a couple of things that have changed dramatically, mainly because of COVID, but some of the things that have changed are actually not going to come back. Let's talk about, first of all, fast passes. They are going to come back probably 
between now and January sometime, and I'm, I'm sure everybody's familiar with that, with that, so I won't bore you with the details. It's basically just a way to pass lines and not have to wait in line. I will tell you, and I'm going to show you what website I got this from, vacationing is picking back up dramatically. The main attractions in the Avatar section of the parks down there Last time I looked, they were talking about a three-and-a-half-hour wait, and that's where the Fast Passes came in. Interestingly enough, I've just I've talked to two families within the last two or three weeks that went down there when Fast Passes weren't available, and believe it or not, they said they actually liked it. So I don't know if the fact that nobody's getting fast passes anymore has made the regular line move so much more quickly that people would wish it would just stay that way. I don't know that, but they are coming back. Now, here's something you might want to consider. When they come back, there's a chance that they'll come back for a certain dollar amount, that they no longer will be free. That's one thing that's being discussed right now. And there's two rumors going around about how they'll price these. On the one end, as you might expect, they're expecting the the price to be really, really high. Because if it's not, if it's affordable for everyone, everyone's going to have one. So they're going to have to price this high enough that it will be the select few that get the fast passes. That's one rumor. The other one is on the opposite end, that they'll price them low enough so that basically everybody will have one. All right, that's a little bit over-exaggeration. Maybe 30% of the people will have one, and then that will help their revenue flow. Probably more so than they ever realized if it goes that way, then the fast pass line will be much longer than it's ever been, and the other line will actually run much more smoothly than it's ever been. If I had a gut feel, I would say it's going to be priced on the high side, but that's something that's coming up because many of us who visit once every three to five years, we're used to that fast pass. And that might be a change we get used to. I'm sure they're going to put it out there on an experimental basis first, see how it works. Maybe if there's a lot of complaints, they'll go back to the old-fashioned way of doing things. The other thing that some of you may have been used to that is for sure going away, at least as provided by the park itself, that's called Magical Express. It was where you could check your luggage in at your airport that you're leaving from in your hometown. And regardless of connecting flights or anything, you wouldn't see your luggage again until it was in your room as long as you were staying on a hotel on Disney property. Now, that is going away. It's it's gone away for covid It will go away officially on January 1st, and the rumor is that the company that ran it, Mears, that Disney contracted with, will actually fire the service back up around July of 2022, but it will be for a fee, so that's another one 
to keep your eyes on. I think those of you that are in bigger cities, some of you even had the service where they would pick your luggage up at your home, and that would really be crazy. I live in more of a much more of a small area, so that would have never happened here. I can't even get a pizza delivered out here for that matter, so <laughs> that's not going to happen to me. But that's something to keep in mind. And then if you haven't been in the last few years, there are some new attractions that have forever changed the traffic. It used to be that the Studios Park was one of the lesser attended. Well, that's not true anymore because in the last three years, Toy Story Land, Star Wars Land, I'm paraphrasing here. They've all got special names. Those two have opened in that park. There's a new sort of a roller coaster that's based on Mickey and Minnie in that park. So that has forever changed the traffic in that park. All the Avatar stuff is in Animal Kingdom. So that park is getting a lot more traffic. And of course, the Magic Kingdom continues to get a lot of traffic. Epcot is the only one I didn't mention, and I'll mention it now because if you remember where the universe of energy attraction was from maybe a past trip there. That was the one where the dinosaurs were in there and it showed you how everything changed over to oil and where energy came from. And it was just kind of a car that cables pulled you through. Well, that's been taken down and that's going to be changed into a roller coaster based on Tron, which I understand is very popular in the parks over in Asia. So that's coming. That will be opening, I'm guessing, within the next year. There is a Ratatouille ride that's going to be back in the World Showcase section of the park. That will be opening in the next couple of years. So there's lots of new things that have new lines, that have new weights. That's something you may adjust to. So between the Fast Pass changes and the Magical Express changes, and the new attractions, the traffic pattern in those parks will forever change. So, And the final little piece of news is that beginning October 1st of 2021, just a few months away, it will begin the 50th anniversary of Walt Disney World. It opened in 1971. So the 50th anniversary, there's various different types of celebrations. So, And let's face it, there's a lot of people that are so sick of being closed up because of the pandemic that this is an extremely busy time to go down to the Orlando amusement parks. I'm not going to go. I will tell you how I've used Disney to get myself a trip to both Vero Beach and Hawaii over the next 18 months or so. So we'll talk about that a little bit too. Now, the three websites that I will share with you, some of the things you're going to learn from them, one of them is a discussion board, and I joked with my wife that literally, you know, she thinks I'm obsessed with it. You get on these boards, and it is unbelievable. Just about any question you ask about your vacation, it's going to be answered within 10 minutes because... There is not only so many knowledgeable people on that website, but they're very competitive. They want to be the first one to answer your question. You're also going to have a few snobs mixed in that might say, I can't believe you didn't know that already anyway. I did that on, sometimes on sports officials uh, forums that I go to, too. So 
that's something that you'll gain a lot of information about any for any type of vacation for that matter. I've used discussion boards when I take a cruise. I've used discussion boards on alternate types of vacations, discussion boards when we got to travel over into the British Isles. So those are very powerful. I'll tell you the one I use and what I like and don't like about it. I don't know about you, but one of my favorite things about having a nice vacation is having nice food. Now, everybody's perspective is different, so I'm going to share a website here in a moment that I think is the best one to go to. For instance, it's the website that I found out where the best cinnamon roll was in the theme park, and me and my son made use of our Disney dining plan snacks, which I'll talk about here in just a moment, to buy those. So if you like enjoying your food, even that, there are some people that can't believe that I, my family likes the things we do. I'll give you an example. If you go to a food website and talk about how you like Rainforest Cafe more than one of the steakhouses, you will be criticized highly. But you got to remember, my family grew up in the land of comfort food, and we like those kind of places. That's not where you go to get the best steak in the world. But it is where you go when you get some good comfort food that you're looking forward to. So that's what we'll talk about on that discussion board. With that in mind, let's talk about the Disney dining plan. That is going to be a decision that needs to take place at each individual family's discussion. It will be based, of course, on where you stay, which we'll talk about a little bit later but you can only get this if you're staying on the property. To be honest, if you get right down to it, I think the biggest advantage it has going for it is this. It's convenient. Here's the real scoop. Will you save money? Yes and no. Here's the yes part. If you like to go into some of those nice restaurants and feel comfortable with ordering some of those fancier meals that you don't see anywhere else that you've always wanted to try, and you know it's going to cost you the same meal credit than if you ordered a Philly cheesesteak sandwich. Well, in that way, it's saving you money. Technically, the if you weren't going to buy that Without the Disney dining plan, you could say that it's not saving you money, but it gives you the comfort of going in knowing that you could look at that menu and order absolutely anything that you want. Now, on the flip side, if you're one of those people that knows they can get by with quick service food the entire vacation, more power to you, there's a version of the dining plan that you can do For that, you could probably also, if you're one of those that likes to plan your meals around getting the best bang for your dollar, that's probably the cheapest way to go. So there's literally a dozen different ways to look at this based on your eating patterns. I always get the dining plan. I like to have that freedom of the convenience of not having to worry about paying more money. It's kind of like a prepaid vacation thing. And doggone it, if I want to go into Cinderella's Castle and order the most expensive thing they have on the menu, I will. Now, that leads me to an interesting story. When we went three years ago, 
we had the Disney dining plan, but when I made the reservation for Cinderella Castle for nine of us, I had to do it six months in advance, and I had to put it on a credit card. So when we got there, we instead used the Disney dining plan, and one of the waiters came out after I gave him the dining plan information. He said, all right, Mr. Collins, we are now crediting back the $900 for that meal. So we got our money's worth on that meal for sure. So you'll have to decide that. There is, I'm going to show you the websites to go to to do your analysis. There's plenty of things out there. Let's talk a little bit about where you stay. I'm going to tell you what a lot of people do first, and then I'm going to tell you what I will do and why I will never do what a lot of people do. A lot of people enjoy very much the fact that they can rent a home close to the park and then just go back to that home at the end of the day. They have fun. Usually they have pools. There are non-Disney hotels within the area. Even if you want to stay 30 miles away, the further away you go, the cheaper you can get it, as long as you don't mind that drive. If you do that, of course, you won't have advantage of the Disney transportation systems, and it's just a little less convenient. Now, keep in mind, for me, you are talking to somebody that absolutely hates driving anywhere, even if I can drive straight there and straight back without any traffic delays. But if you're driving from off property, probably nine times out of 10, you will encounter some type of traffic delay, especially if you're not an early bird and you show up like at 10 a.m. when everybody else is showing up, you're going to have to wait on that traffic. I like the advantages of staying at the resorts inside the park that has the bus service, that has, they now have a tram service that goes from, it's brand new, it goes from certain hotels to Epcot, I believe it is, but although, I mean, I don't mind not being specific because I'm going to give you the websites where you can do your own research. Let me mention about research, first of all, you need to do some research. If you just show up at a park like that with no plan whatsoever, you will probably not have very much fun. You have at least need to have a plan of what you're going to do and in what order based on your age group. As far as the on-site hotels, you can get everything from the All-Stars and Pop Century, which will run you in the summer between $100 and $200 a night, and you can get it cheaper or more expensive based on the time of year you go. The most expensive time of year is around Christmas and New Year's, as you might expect. The bigger the room is more pricey, concierge inclusion would be more pricey. So all that is a consideration. But if you do stay inside the park, you do the, get the advantage of all of the in-park transportation. Now, let me tell you what I have done. We just purchased into the Disney Vacation Club, which is a timeshare, but it's a timeshare based on points. Now, admittedly, I've got some retirement income that I was able to spend, and I didn't want cash just sitting around. And I have owned Disney Vacation Points before, and I used them for 10 years and sold them and actually made my price that I had paid had almost doubled. So I made a lot of money on that. So if you've got the cash available, I'm going to describe a way that you can get your money back as much as possible, as you know. 
As with any timeshare, there is a monthly maintenance fee. But with Disney, the points are so popular that there are websites that you can actually rent your points. So the years that you don't use them, you can rent them. So I'll tell you what I did. I bought double the amount of points that I thought I would need, and I plan to rent out those extra points and pay for most of my stays as I'm going along. There's things you can look at on these websites I'm getting ready to give you. I keep saying that, don't I? Here in just a moment that will help you with that. I don't want to give you any financial advice because everybody's in a different situation. So I will leave it at that, but that's what I'm planning on doing. We purchased. We're actually going to use the points this year for either Hilton Head in October, September or October, either Hilton Head or Vero Beach. They There are Disney resorts on both of those properties. We're going to use it next September to go to Alani, which is the Disney resort in Hawaii. So we probably won't actually use it for Disney for several more years as my grandkids continue to grow a little bit older where they will appreciate it more. So something to think about. I want to go ahead and mention the websites. First of all, the best discussion board, the one that you will have an answer almost instantaneously is called Disboards, D-I-S-B-O-A-R-D-S.com. It is split into sections on DVC, the Disney Vacation Club, the attractions, on-site hotels, off-site hotels, all that kind of stuff. Even airlines. Now, I told you that I got to spend less than half of what the airline tickets cost. Basically, I got half of my tickets free when we went three years ago. And everybody, again, is not in this situation. But keep your eye on Southwest, the Southwest airline site. They will occasionally have deals where you can get a credit card through them. And when you spend a certain amount of money, which you usually will do anyway when you're spending money on for a vacation in advance, they will give you so many travel points. And that's how we paid with ours. I opened up a couple of credit card accounts. I understand not everybody wants to do that. Not everybody needs to do that. That's what we did, and that's one way that we got those airline tickets. And again, I learned all that on discussion boards like disboards.com. Also, a shout-out to Ryan and Jeremy. They used to have a podcast called Backside of Magic that I learned a lot from, too. I will go ahead and tell you that the website I like to go for food is called the Disney Food Blog. A lot of times, it's abbreviated to DFG, Disney Food Blog. And to be honest, the, one, the what I like about them best is their Twitter account. It is at Disney Food Blog. And they don't just talk about food. They talk about a lot of different things on there, including things going on within the park itself. So that is the second website that I will tell you about. And then the last one that I will tell you about is the one that I use to actually plan our days when we go. I know this is a lot of planning. I understand that. And not everybody likes to do that, but it will save you a lot of time and frustration if you do things right. Maybe you'll be able to 
hit the parks in the morning, maybe take a swim break at your hotel in the afternoon and then go back in the evening. It's funny, a, a recent survey <laughs> that polled kids that visit theme parks like this usually say their favorite part of the day is the swimming pools at the hotel. So go figure. They are really nice. So it's the third website I was going to mention is called touringplans.com. That is a subscription-based service, but what it will allow you to do is to get on there and plan which park you want to be at at which day. By the time you plan your vacation, we'll probably be back past the time when you have to actually be specific and tell Disney which park you're going to, but hopefully that's going to go away, but it will tell you the best days to go during a certain time of year And given that, what you should see first based on the age group of your group, there will occasionally be times when it will want you to pass over an attraction, even if it looks like there's no line, because it wants you to go to a more popular attraction first because there will be a line for that one later in the day. So if you go to the first one first, you won't be able to go to the second one without a wait a little bit later on. So all kinds of cool stuff. So as a reminder, disboards.com, disneyfoodblog.com, and touristplans.com. This went by fast. I didn't cover everything that I wanted to. If you have questions for me, remember to email me. And my book is out. It is called Butterfly Swag. The contest will continue to go on. You can get that in either Kindle or paperback version. I will make sure that link is in the show notes. So go to your podcast show notes and you'll see that. But we certainly thank you for being here this week.